Hallelujah. Let us start the weekly message with Meditation of the Week from Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God and Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Let us pray. Father God, as we ready ourselves to hear your word, may the Holy Spirit anoint each and every listener of today's message. Please pour your spirit of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding especially unto the young listeners around the world, so that they may come unto the knowledge of the truth. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This week's text for the main message comes from Revelation chapter 6. It's the uh, entire chapter. Verses 1 through 17. Please follow along if you have a Bible. I'll go ahead and read it. And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow. And a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. 
And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse. And he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. And see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. And I looked, and behold a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was Death, and Hell followed with him. And power was given unto him over the fourth part of the earth, to kill with sword, and with hunger, and with death, and with the beasts of the earth. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar of the souls of them that were slain for the word of God, and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them, that they should rest yet for a little season, until their fellow servants also, and their brethren, that should be killed as they were, should be fulfilled. And I beheld when he opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. And the stars of heaven fell onto the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs, when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man, hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? Jesus the Christ had already been predestined to appear as the Redeemer in the world before God laid the foundation of the world, according to Ephesians 1, verse 4. God, who had known in advance that men that God created shall be born in sins because of Lucifer that had sinned in heaven before the creation of the world, the Christ was predestined to be the Redeemer through himself being sacrificed for the sins of the chosen people of Israel first. But prophet Isaiah foretold in the Holy Spirit that his people would believe him not and reject Jesus, the Christ who shall appear to the people of Israel. 
It is written in Isaiah 53, verses 1 through 3. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Isaiah also prophesied that in the future, the last one week, which equals seven years, that God had prepared to give them the final chance, that is the seven-year tribulation for them to repent of their sins of unfaith in Christ. He said this in Isaiah 53, verses 4 through 10. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Prophet Isaiah also testified that during the great tribulation the Israelites shall confess that they are sinners. Isaiah 64, 5 and 6 Thou madest him that rejoiceth and worketh righteousness. Those that remember thee in thy ways, behold, thou art wroth. For we have sinned, and those is continuance and we shall be saved. But we, are, but we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind, 
have taken us away. As I mentioned in previous podcasts, a Jewish author, book author named Stanley Telchin, he found and met Jesus Christ by reading the King James Bible when he was searching on his own time, on his quest to um, prove that Jesus Christ was not the Messiah. But by reading the King James Bible, he eventually met, repented, repented, and received Jesus Christ as his Messiah. Um, the book that he wrote, the one that I've read, is um, I also recommend uh, to you, listener, to read. Is uh, it's it's titled "Betrayed." The prophet Jeremiah prophesied that the Israelites would suffer another time in the distant future, when he foretold that the sinful Israelites would be judged and destroyed by Babylon, and then they would be saved. In the Holy Spirit, he testified of the suffering they shall face during the last seven years of the tribulation. And the day they repent and be saved in suffering. Jeremiah 30, 4-7, through 7, he said, And these are the words of the Lord spake concerning Israel and concerning Judah. For thus said the Lord, We have heard a voice of trembling, of fear, and not of peace. Ask ye now, and see whether a man doth travail with child. Wherefore do I see every man with his hands on his loins, as a woman in travail? And all faces are turned into paleness. Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble. But he shall be saved out of it. Jacob's trouble is also the great tribulation to the people of Israel. Um, in verse 6, I mean, you can, you can literally see the pain and the suffering the, the men are going through. They're... they're Imagine they're screaming like women in pain and labor. A childbearing woman screaming during labor. Not only that, but through prophet Daniel, he testified of the suffering of the Israelites in the Great Tribulation. And the day when the Israelites repent during that time to be saved. First is uh, Daniel 12. Verse 1, And that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people, and there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that time, even to that same time, and at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book. Next is in 7, Daniel 7, verse 25, And he shall speak 
great words against the Most High, and and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws. And they shall be given into his hand until a time and times in the dividing of time, three and half years. The risen Lord Jesus Christ, who appeared to Apostle John, moved him in the Holy Spirit 2,000 years later to show what would happen at the end of the age of church. After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was, as it were of a trumpet, talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. Revelation 4, 1 Immediately upon hearing this voice, he was lifted up in the spirit to the throne of heaven, to see the throne of God and the glory of God who was sitting down at his throne. He saw God's appearance as jasper and a sardine stone. He also saw twenty-four elders and four beasts, the seraphs. The seraphs have three wings per side. Six wings in total. He saw a book in the right hand of the one sitting on the throne. The book was written inside and outside, and it was sealed with seven seals. And Apostle John cried so hard that no one could read it or see it. At this time, one of the elders said to him, in Revelation 5, 5, And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not, behold, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. At this time he was startled. He witnessed of the Lord Jesus Christ standing in the form of the Lamb, who died on the cross and rose again to be the Redeemer of Israel, and the world. Revelation 5, verses 6 through 8. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, and in the, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of saints. At this time, Apostle John heard the praise of the twenty-four elders and ten thousand times and thousands and thousands of thousands of angels around the elders. In a mighty praise, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lamb, 
began to open the seven seals. The seven seals contained the judgments of wrath against the Jews and all the people of the world who did not believe in the Lamb, Jesus Christ, the Redeemer of all the earth. Only He has the authority and deserves to judge righteously against those who did not believe God in the midst of His long-suffering. Only He can open the seals and pour out the wrath unto the world. If we look on John 3, verse 36, he said this, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not on the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. This is the same Apostle John that wrote the Gospel of John. He recorded this in the third chapter. Apostle John saw that after he was translated and ascended to heaven, he saw the judgment on the earth from heaven. And the seven seals are to show the judgment in total as outline that would take place during the tribulation during the seven years. And the wrath of trumpets and vials, disasters afterwards, shows the details of the judgment. When the Lamb opened the first seal, he beheld a white horse, and he that sat he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him. He was the Antichrist. This is a clear indication of when Christians are to be translated. Christians shall see the Antichrist appear on the earth in heaven. Quick side note pertaining to book of Revelation. Uh, about a year or two ago, I spoke to a couple of uh, long-time believers. They were a bit older than me, as far as I can remember. Uh, they told me shouldn't read that I shouldn't read Book of Revelation as if I was reading like the four Gospels or something. They couldn't give me a clear answer other than that it wasn't meant to be read. I thought that was kind of weird since I started reading um, Book of Revelation first. If you look at the word Revelation, it is to reveal. The Book of Revelation is the one of the most plainest books among the all the books within the Bible but it is the hardest to believe the book of Revelation ties in with the Old Testament if you don't know the Old Testament you will not understand Revelation if you don't read Revelation you'll never know 
what the outcome of all the prophecies in the Old Testament happens to. If you look, uh, I'll go ahead and read it. It's Revelation 1, verse 3. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. You get blessed if you read this book and hear the words of this prophecy, hearing it when you hear preaching, Bible studies of this book. Through the pastor, your local pastor, or even through this uh, weekly message that contains uh, verses from the book of Revelation. Just a little trip down the memory lane I just wanted to share with you, listener. uh, Because I found it odd, even back then, when after reading this verse, I found it odd that, you know, the book of Revelation contains blessing. And even uh, longtime believers that I've met um, during my time in different region of the United States told me that this wasn't something to be read. Before reading any part of the Bible, I always ask through a quick prayer that the Lord provide me wisdom and understanding and the knowledge through his Holy Spirit so that I can eat this spiritual food, the spiritual bread and digest it and to keep it in my heart and to be able to understand it and always be ready and let it always resonate within me. Not only Revelation, but every book. Because without God's grace, you can't get any understanding of the Bible. He has to give you understanding. Okay, so let's go back to Revelation 6. We were talking about the rider of the white horse. Okay. So if you look at the rider of the white horse, has one crown and a bow on a white horse, right? This is the Antichrist. How do you know? The true Jesus Christ is on chapter 19. He has many crowns. Eyes are of a flame of fire. This guy in chapter 6 has just a bow. Where are the arrows? Hmm? It's not there. It's not mentioned. And he only has one crown. Versus Jesus Christ having many crowns on his head. Few minor details, but it's a big difference. Christ versus Antichrist. You can get it totally wrong. Comparing to Apostle Paul's testimony of the appearing of the Antichrist, we can be more surely aware of it. In 2 Thessalonians 2.3, he said, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there 
come a falling away first, apostasy, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, the Antichrist. It is impossible to imagine how miserable the disasters of judgment that are to be poured onto the world under the rule of Antichrist. When the second seal is opened, there shall be no peace in the whole world due to great wars. And when the third seal is opened, great famine shall come. And when the fourth seal is opened, death and hell will follow, and the sword and hunger, and the fourth part of the earth to be killed with sword, and with hunger, and with death, and with the beasts of the earth. When the fifth seal is opened, there shall be souls who have been beheaded for not receiving the mark of the beast. When he opens the sixth seal, there shall be a big earthquake and the sun will turn black, like a cloth woven with hair, and the moon will become like blood. Anybody ever seen moon like blood? Not talking that blood blood moon that's been showing up a couple of years years ago. When the Bible says become like blood, you're going to see blood. Also, the stars in the sky will fall to the ground as if the fig tree is shaken by strong winds and the unripe figs will fall and the heaven shall be rolled up and rolled like a scroll. Ever seen us? Ever seen the heaven roll up like a like a paper, like a scroll paper. Never seen that before, right? And all the mountains and islands shall be removed from their places. At this time, the phenomena that occur on the earth are something that we dare not imagine. Because of this judgment of wrath, the kings of the earth, the great, the rich, the captains, the powerful, all the servants, and all the free men, each hiding in the crypts and the rocks of the mountains, and saying to the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sits on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? By sending the last days of judgment on earth, God became a lamb who died for the sins of both Jews and Gentiles and resurrected, is going to give the opportunity to be saved for the Jews and the Gentiles and the carnal Christians who had not believed as if he is going to collect the grains after harvest. Sounds familiar, the parable of the wheat and tares. Just a couple grains, not many. God has given the opportunity for salvation 
for the Gentiles because of the unbelief of the Jews. So check this out. If the Jews had received Jesus as their Christ, as their Messiah, during his first advent, we get to see God's endless love for each and every one of us, even the Gentiles, to be saved. That is why he gave his only begotten son for the Gentiles' redemption. For it is God's will that everyone, be a Jew or Gentile, be saved and come unto, unto the knowledge of the truth. I too was a Gentile person from a Gentile nation of Korea. But through salvation of Jesus Christ, I've become child of God, God's son. So then what is truth? Jesus himself said, I am the way, I am the truth, and then I am the life. He is the truth. The scripture, the Bible is the truth. Remember earlier I mentioned about how Revelation and the Old Testament tie in together? So the Old Testament contains prophecy about Jesus Christ. We find this in Luke 24, 44, uh, Jesus himself explaining what the Old Testament is. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses, the first five books of the Old Testament, and in the prophets, and in the Psalms, concerning me. So there you have it. The Bible speaks to one another, speaks to each other. So each verse, it's like connecting, it's like a big puzzle piece. You have to connect it together. And they all tie into each other. It's awesome. When you when you start piecing it together, when, when the Holy Spirit guides you into have you put the pieces together one by one, you get to see the bigger picture. It's just amazing. It's cool for me. Um, let's continue. Apostle Paul has given a very important message for the Gentiles of their salvation by the gospel of Christ. 1 Corinthians 15 Two. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand. By also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. If we keep reading to verse 3 and 4, this is the gospel that he preached. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again 
the third day according to the scriptures. Blessings to you, dear listener. May the grace and knowledge of truth of our Lord Christ Jesus be filled in you always. Amen. This week's message and all other recordings in English and Korean can be found on our website at wgmi.org. That's wgmi.org. More episodes can also be found on YouTube, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and on TuneIn Radio app by typing WGM Church in the search field.